and welcome to Out of This World Radio. It's my afternoon program, and I'm so happy you're all here. This morning, we, we had a great show. The first hour, we talked about um, will there be, is America ending? What's what's President uh, Struhan Rogers doing to, to, to hurt America? Struhan Rogers is the English actor who's been playing the um, the role of uh, President Biden. Um, I'll have to show that picture to you, Augie. It's, it's a guy from England. Uh, who's um, not even American? Uh, to be to be president, you have to be an American citizen, and uh, it's been a very interesting looking at his picture and the mask he's been wearing. And of course, it's illegal. But when you're the cabal, everything can be illegal. Law still apply to you. And um, the second part was um, uh, was all about uh, raising your vibrations in preparation for the uh, for the new earth. Um, just um, the uh, we started a little bit late today. Um, the um, uh, 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 the Q was on the previous program, and it's one person I really don't approve of, but uh, he himself has been. I know this for a fact because I've I've dealt I've I've talked to over a dozen different women who've been sexually assaulted by him during his readings and sessions. So uh, I would be very careful. I just want to caution everyone that if you do get a reading from him, put your protections way up. There's been too many reports of women being, uh, and men too, being sexually assaulted by this gentleman. Um, I don't care what he has to say, but it's, uh, it's not, not exactly a person I would have on my show. He used to be on my show, but he's not here any longer for that, for that reason. Uh, anyway, I want to thank everyone so much for listening today. We're starting to ascend into the fourth and fifth dimension. And uh, by August, we'll be, uh, August, September, uh, we'll be shifting into the fourth dimension. And after that, we'll be shifting into the fifth dimension. And I can't wait. It'll be it'll be another couple of years before we get to the 5D. But when we do, um, we'll be able to time travel. Now, Augie and I already time travel, and Augie's a interesting fellow. He's he's from Tucson, Arizona. He has his own radio show. I want him to talk a little bit about that. And then the techniques he has. He's also written a book um, on. Um, I think there's a section on time travel in your book, isn't there, Augie? Okay. Yes, sure is. <laughs> you know, I have no shame. I have to show it off. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm glad you did. No, I'm glad you did. And then back in, it was some years ago now, um, 20 years ago, you produced a um, a uh, a film on uh, a TV show on BBC on, on time travel. And that was interesting as well. I included that yes. in my promos, in my promos for you. So it's um, it's a fascinating subject. And I'm so glad that you're here today. You can tell us tell us all about it, and maybe you can tell us about the winning lotto numbers for um, for next week. I know uh, maybe Don and Doug would be interested in that. You could give them the numbers and and uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keep keep your pen handy. Just, just... <laughs> keep your pen handy. That's right. That's right. That's right. Well, um, anyway, I I I just I'm so glad you're everyone's here today. We're going to have a fun show. Now, I want you to explain how you do it, Augie, but what I do is uh, basically I make two copies of myself and I keep one copy in the astral plane next to me and then I send the second copy to wherever I want to go, whether that be in the past, present, or future on this or other planets or other dimensions or other, even other galaxies. And then you can you, you, you see what you're going to see um, and then you bring yourself back to this time and space continuum. And the, you keep the extra copy of yourself right next to you there. 
um, and so that you can ground yourself so you don't end up just floating off into space somewhere. And then you merge the two together and then merge it back into yourself. That's one way how, how I do it. I know other people have different different methods. Um, I'm not sure what, how Ed Dames does it. Um, he's a remote viewer, does time travel too, but he's more allied on the military, military side of things. But uh, at any rate, it'd be love to hear. Um, well, talk a little bit about yourself um, your your website, how people can listen to your uh, show. And then let's talk about time travel, Augie. I think it's a fascinating okay. subject. And I want to thank you so much for coming on today. We're going to have a lot of fun today. So Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll make it fun. That, that's what it's all about, because life is fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't fun, I'm not so sure I want to do it. You know, it's just <laughs> kind of like uh, the experiences we have are so incredible if you are looking for them. And if you are not looking for good experiences, chances are you may not have that many. We are living in a mind-created universe and quantum mechanics has proven that to us by repeatable experiments. Would you call it also like a matrix, Augie? Yeah, you could call it that. The same thing, okay. Yeah, and the mind-created universe, guess what? The mind, yeah. everything we have and see around us, do and experience is created from here. Technically, according to quantum mechanics, there is nothing solid out there. It's all a holographic expression from the mind that we go out and experience thing in for the purpose of the higher self or the soul essence or whatever you want to call it. So it can have experiences because a spirit-like entity cannot have physical experiences without our bodies to run around in, stub their toe and hurt themselves and have wonderful experiences at the same time. So we are the instrument for our higher self, for the soul to learn. And the more we think about it, the more we understand it, we can direct those experiences and yes ted we can direct them forward we can also direct them backwards Mm -hmm. there are repeatable quantum mechanics experiments that is proven that the past can be altered isn't there but but the galactic alliance tells me the galactics tell me that there are uh, cosmic laws against altering the past in a major way can you do it can they are they allowed to do it in a minor way or i i've heard of stories where they've minor made minor changes in the past augie but they can't i guess from a cosmic perspective legally they can't do like for example the nazis would i'm sure love to go back in time change the outcome of world war ii so we'd all be speaking german right now and saying heil hitler or maybe we should say Heil Biden. I'm not sure. <laughs> no, 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 no. None of those. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. No. But, I mean, the, but they can't the do that, can't they? I mean, tell me, tell me well, from what you understand. Yeah. But you see, the thing about what you just said, that yes, there are a, uh, a cosmic accord okay. about not altering the past. Two reasons for that it happens is that, first of all, there are lawbreakers that don't give a rip about those rules. And for the second is that if you go back 
and alter the past. And if you want me to, I can explain how you do that. There's some science to it. Mm-hmm. And if you go back, alter the past, then you end up creating a new timeline for yourself that don't come this way anymore. It peels off in another direction where much of the same things are there because you have already created them in your mind. But there are minor alterations. If you make major decisions, like I did when I retired from flying at 49, I I could have continued flying and that would have been one timeline, but I quit. And then I went in a different direction of developing the mind and spirituality and so on. That created a new timeline for me. So that, and we we create new timelines all the time from major decisions and sometimes minor decisions that have can have major effects. Mm-hmm. So we end up living in several timelines or maybe many timelines. Well, I don't know is, how many yeah, it yeah. is. This is this is also what people term as the Mandela effect. Yeah. Well, under one line timeline he lived. Another timeline, he died in prison. Uh, Jane Goodall, I've heard the same thing. Under one timeline, she lives. Another timeline, she was killed by poachers. Um, so you get you get these different timelines. Um, how can they all coexist at the same time? Or is this is this from from people or negative entities going back in time and then altering the time so different timelines play out? Yeah. I'd love, love an explanation that if you could yeah and this thing about time travel is so difficult to wrap our heads around and i'm still trying to explain to myself where does these effects come from why am i able to remember from being in a different timeline coming over here back into this one according to quantum mechanics i'm not really supposed to be able to remember between the two of them because they are two different realities but I do. And for some, I can, I can hear Joe on the couch over there saying, yeah, sure, time travel. I'll tell you, Joe, uh, I have read about four or five different scientific papers that says, yes, we know how to make a time travel device. Interesting. And uh, what the major hurdle on it is oil companies. They don't want competition. The big business don't want this because it involves free energy and God knows we can't have that. And for the second is that some of them say, yeah, we know how to make the device, but we don't have the fuel for it to run. We need so much energy. Like Michio Kaku says, we need the energy of a sun to run it. No, you don't. Well, Michio Kaku, Kaku, isn't he three-letter agency? Uh, say again. I thought I thought Michiko, what's his name, Mister Kaku, um, uh, the the Japanese scientist you just yeah. mentioned, isn't he three-letter agency? Uh, that could be. Could be. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But um, this is there's one thing that N- Newtonian physics is leaving out, mm-hmm. and that is the power of the mind that creates everything in the first place. Interesting. Why don't they draw the connection to the fact that the mind creates everything here 
And within everything here, they are trying to create a time travel device that they are lacking the fuel to run it with when the mind could create that also. Mm -hmm. That's why in the back of my book, I'm gonna show you in a little bit, I have a whole chapter on how to do this. And that's why I, I think I'm the probably, I may not be the only one, but the only one I really know of that I have credible photographic evidence of time travel. Hmm. And if you want to just have some fun, uh, go to um, our website, uh, Nori, Love and I, we have a website for the, our radio show, Broadcast Team Alpha. And that is broadcastteamalpha.com. Go into the picture gallery. And uh, I think it is page 15. In the middle of the page, about six or so pictures down, I think it is. I can visualize the page here. And there's two pictures. that's kind of greenish in color. And if you read the text with them, those pictures are from two different timelines. Interesting. What does what, what each, each timeline represent, um, Augie? Um, well, the difference, there are two pictures that's taken at the exact same time. Well, one hour, one minute and four seconds apart, but there are huge differences in the two pictures and there are no dislocations of pixels in the pictures. Okay. There, there have been no alterations to those pictures. You can have a look at that. And besides that, you mentioned that uh, could you, BBC. Could you, could you maybe, if you want, do you want to send them to me and I'll, I'll share it? Um, yeah, I yeah, we, yeah, I, I, I'm not able to do it right now, but I can send them to you so you can have them. Yeah. Well, I would like to, for people to see it. Yeah. What is what yeah. does it involve exactly, by the way? Is it an event, Augie, or? Well, it's, um, let me just back up about 45 seconds to explain how I took them. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, I was sitting at the computer. This This is now about 15 years ago I did this. Mm-hmm because it's the only time I have taken pictures. I was able to do this. I was sitting at the computer. I was watching the computer. Through the computer, I was watching a newspaper over in Europe, in my home, old hometown where I grew up. Mm -hmm. And they had a camera aimed at a section of, the, of town. I was watching that. And I took a screenshot of it. Quite a while later, I sat at the computer again and I did my mind exercise to travel back. I tried to go back to the exact same time. How long ago was that? I mean, uh, what time frame? 10 years? Five years? Uh, uh, so 2008. So that's, yeah, so 15 years. Okay. And uh, what I did, I, I did my mind exercise, created this bubble, and this bubble went back, and I took another screenshot. I was aiming for exactly the same time, but I missed it by a minute and four seconds. Oh, no. But there are huge differences in the pitch. In one of them, there's been phenomenal. I mean, it, it dried up. There's One of them has... The, there's been heavy rain because you can see the, the light reflecting off the rain on the road. 
the other one doesn't have any. In one of them, the trees have leaves on them and the other one doesn't have any leaves. And there are also cards that is different and there are the differences in the picture. So mm -hmm. it's obviously there are two different pictures and the timestamp on it is one minute and four seconds apart. So uh, that's, that's amazing. That's that's amazing. Yeah, that's and amazing. Uh, but over these years, since two thousand and three, when uh, BBC Television came over and did a TV documentary on time travel, they interviewed Michio Kaku and Green, and another theoretical physicist and myself, and we. Um, uh, there was about a, an hour's worth of interview between all of us. And on that, I was demonstrating a small time travel device that I have had have some very strange experiences with. And it has, uh, it's made by a guy named Stephen Gibbs. And uh, Stephen Gibbs, he, uh, he just passed here about a couple of three months, two, two three months ago. So he is not making them anymore, but um, it's the same kind of time travel device that Art Bell got a hold of. Oh yeah, I, right. yeah. He said several times that yeah, I have it here, but I don't dare to turn it on. He said something like that, and uh, I, I kind of wish he would. That would be kind of fun. Yeah, but, right. But uh, BBC Television showed that, but I demonstrated it on the air. And I explained how it worked. And uh, you can probably find it. Um, the video is called Time Trip. Okay. And uh, I'm sure BBC Television probably have it somewhere in their archive. I, I have the link right here. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, I right. already found it. And it's um, www.youtube.com forward slash watch and then question mark V equals. Um, Small F and then capital Z's and zebra, um, S's and Sam, B's and boy, J's and John, E's and Edward, two J's and John. Sorry for the long. Uh, L, um, I think it's either zero or O, K. Uh, no. I mean, just if anybody's interested, just send me an email. I'll send it. It's a yeah. long, it's a long link. It's not easy. Yeah. Now the uh, the thing about in this video, all the stuff that I talked about there not all of it happened and since back then i didn't have the same understanding of timelines because what i now have found that we create around us a reality on the basis of what we allow to dwell in our mind the most i see that's what creates so back then i was all in the freedom fight I was exposing the fraud and the wrongdoing by government. And that's where my head was. And from that, I created a picture of the future that I talked about on that video. I see. Now, after that, I switched. I left the government alone. They're perfectly capable of destroying themselves. They don't need my help. So I left them alone. <laughs> and now I went off on a more spiritual journey. And so that's why now I'm not worried about the future at all. It's going to be I good. I see. 
I know it's going to be very, very, very good. I wanted to share something fun with you and my listeners. Okay. Um, it, it was back in the 80s. I got a book called UFO Contact from the Pleiades by Lieutenant Colonel Wendell Stevens. And it's a big, thick book. You can find it on, 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 um, on the Internet, but it's expensive. We're looking at close to $1,000 for a copy. But I have a copy. And in that book, it talks about, uh, I probably should, well, I might be able to grab it. It's here. Um, I, inter- I interviewed Wendell Stevens two or three times on my TV show in 2000. Wonderful oh, guy. Great, great. Well, in the book itself, it, it talks about uh, Mr. Stevens, Colonel, Lieutenant Colonel Stevens talked about time travel. And what was fascinating is that they took two pictures of the Pleiadians, what they did is that um, to prove time travel to Billy Meyer, um, what they did is that they went back in time about um, 50 years. And the, the one time it showed the tree growing there, naturally, that's how they found it. And then they took another picture where the Pleiadians went back 50 years and got rid of the seedling for the tree that was there. Then they, then they took another picture of the present and the tree wasn't there. And it showed what they could do in terms of time travel. Now that was minor alteration, um, and I think they can you can do that. But if it's major, I guess it depends upon what's major and what's minor. Um, you know, certainly altering the results of World War II that would be major. But taking out a tree that's not there now um, would be would be considered, I guess, according to cosmic law, that would be minor. Yeah. But I do remember those pictures. It's in the book. I've got the copy of the book here, so. And that also involves bringing physical matter back. Right. And that's a tricky thing because there is uh, safety valves in the matrix and there is uh, barriers that you have to get around. And there, there's some things in there that you can think yourself around it if you understand it. But if you don't understand it, those things get easily stopped. Right. Right. See, right. the thing is, we don't, Science doesn't understand what time is. They say, yeah, time doesn't exist. Okay. Can you explain that, Mr. Scientist? No, they really don't have a clue. They don't even understand dimensions for that matter. Most yeah. of them. They, they, I mean, they're just, they're stuck in their 3D world. Um, not, not all scientists. There are some good, very good scientists out there yeah. who are expanding, but many of them are stuck. Um, the um, Nostradamus, I'll share what Nostradamus told me about time travel. That um, we actually, we already have time travel and it's been given to us by the repti- reptiles, by the reptilians. Mm-hmm. Um, but it'll become publicly available after the year 2030. And currently the way it's set up, Augie, from what I've been told, is that when you use their technology to do time travel, you actually create tears in time and space. And that can be a problem. For example, there was a gentleman from Germany who he was in Frankfurt and the year was 1856. And he was walking along the street in Frankfurt in 1856, Augie. And he went through a, he fell into a time space rip in space and ended up um, in New York City in Manhattan in the middle of traffic and the year was i believe it was like a, a hundred years later 1956. yeah i remember you remember that and the poor yep. guy the, he didn't he was all freaked out he said what's this car came out of me hit him he got killed 
Um, but he was dressed and he was from 1856 in Germany and there was a disappearance. If you researched it, they would find out he, he did in, in fact disappear. Nostradamus also said that eventually we would, um, uh, technologically we would learn how to time travel without creating these tears in, in space that we have, that would, are created now. It's kind of a rough way of, of doing it. But I remember that conversation, and he also, also Nostradamus has also written about that as well. Um, so, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But what? Let me spend about a minute to explain what time is. Okay. Because because science they they talk around the subject, but they never get to actually defining what it is. And that is one thing that I saw in my universal download a few years back when the whole universe was explained in both concept and detail. We, we are, um, time is a physical construct by the mind, which has trillions of present moments stacked one after another one. Mm -hmm. And you move through it so fast, it appears as a movie. Mm. And these present moments are just like picture frame in a movie. And they are electronic. They're based on electronic and a gravity wave. They are combined <clears throat> by the two of them <clears throat> that appeared and you have an electronic spike in one picture, moves over a little bit and collapses to nothing. Huh. Then it moves over and a new spike where you have a present moment, move a little bit, a new spike where you have a present moment, and it moves on that way. In between each spike of present moment, there is nothing. With other words, the universe does not exist in that space between the present moments. Mm. That sounds ridiculous, but for anybody out there that understands electronics a little bit, there is an electronic generator that do exactly the same thing. It's called a square wave generator. Mm. It creates a, uh, a spike mm -hmm. that it collapses. And in a split second later, you have another spike that collapses. Split second later, you have a spike that collapses. That's what a square wave generator did. In fact, that is what Royal Reif used when he created this so-called frequency generator, the Royal Reif frequency generator that cures cancer and many other diseases. That was, of course, was banned. So you can still yeah, get them. Yeah. So mm -hmm. this is the same system as the square wave, square wave generator, only that it is much tighter together present moments. I think they are, they are starting to think about this now. Mm -hmm. uh, science is coming around that there may be just a, a rash of present moments, but mm -hmm. I don't yeah. think they come around to the fact that in between there is nothing because science cannot imagine that energy can go away. It does, they cannot wrap their head around that because energy just not, doesn't go away, it just changes form. Mm -hmm. Well, these present moments 
they do go away in between, but the memory of them remains so they are able to recreate the whole universe which you are during the which you have during those present moments. Interesting. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. You've opened up a, 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 a very interesting area of discussion. Um, and I appreciate you, you doing that because it helps me understand too what's what's actually. Yeah, I, I, I wish that somebody actually, uh, well, here's a novelty. I said, uh, I told this to somebody and he said, yeah, he says, I have a high speed camera. He says, I think it took like several thousand frames per second. Really? Wow. Yeah, they, they use it for science experiments and stuff. And he says, I should be able to see that. And I reminded him, between each present moment, there is nothing. The camera doesn't exist. You do not exist to take the picture with that camera you have. Sure, right. So that's, uh, aha. That, and he understood. Interesting. You cannot take picture of nothing if you are nothing. Let me ask you this, Agi. Have you used the time machine yourself to do travel? Yes, I don't use the machine anymore. I use the mine now. Because this machine has, it's a time chip in it, and it's a very powerful electromagnet that creates that bubble around you. Mm-hmm. And you aim that electromagnet at the solar plexus, and you have a, uh, a cord from there that you wrap around your head. It's a time coil that you wrap around your head. <clears throat> and that tunes the mind and the heart. So I still quite don't understand exactly because he never wanted to tell anybody how he did this. Uh, Stephen Gibbs was very secretive about it. But I got it. I must have tried or experimented maybe 50 times because, you know, I'm persistent. Mm -hmm. I I must have tried many, many, many times and I got nothing, absolutely nothing. Until somebody said to me, hey, why don't you meditate while you do it? So I started lowering my brainwave pattern and I... um, I've been doing meditations for 50-some years, so I was able to control my brain pattern, brought it down right at the bottom of the alpha range at about seven. And I did it a few times, and suddenly I started seeing things. And I realized I'm moving in this movie that I'm seeing. So I didn't see anything before I started manipulating my brainwave pattern. That's when things started happening. Mm-hmm. which later on kind of made sense to me but huh interesting fascinating. Yeah. that's that's fasting but you should be able to do it um there there was a case involving a gentleman i heard about maybe you told me about it where this teenager was at home and he had ordered one of these time machines he was up in his bedroom yeah. uh for the afternoon and it was very yeah. quiet and then his mom went up to tell him, the family went up to tell him that dinner was ready. And when the, she opened the door, there was nothing. He was gone. Yeah. And I'm not sure whether the time machine was there or not. But he yeah, was, it was. 
Yeah, okay. it was. The time machine and the coil and everything was sitting in the middle of the bed. He evidently had been using it because it kind of was in the bed. Right. But he was missing and he never showed up anywhere ever okay. since. Okay. I, I found out later, I meditated and found out where he went. Yeah? Yeah, he ended up in France in about 1740, 42, somewhere in there. And he needed um, the time machine to get back since he didn't have it and they didn't have electricity back then and it wouldn't be invented for another 250, 280 years. Um, He, I mean, he didn't speak a word of French. People thought he was crazy. It was a bit of an anomaly and he lived the rest of his life, a relatively short life in France. He didn't have a way to, to take care of himself. It was uh, pretty much, um, you know, eat or be eaten, a very survival oriented kind of life where he could work as a, a laborer, but that was about yeah. it. He just kind of eat by eventually he passed on. So that's what happened to him. He went back to France outside Paris yeah. Yeah. near Lyon this... in 1740, 42, around that time. Yeah. I, I asked, that's where they said he ended up. Yeah, this particular so. story was told to me by uh, Stephen Gibbs himself. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Was the fam did the family blame Mr. Gibbs for their son's disappearance? What did they do? Were they what, that, what happened? I don't know. I don't know about that. I'm sure there were some com- some conversations, but I don't know. He never mentioned anything about that. Right, right. Wow. Wow. So he, he passed. I know he was up there and he, he passed a couple months ago. Yeah, he he's gone now. he was in Kansas. He uh he was on the Art Bell show one time. I was on the Art Bell show with him one time and we were talking about these things interesting well is is his company still going on does he have any family members to run it or friends uh no nobody's making it no he was a loner he didn't trust anybody i see in fact fact, he didn't uh, didn't, on the latter days he didn't even like me because he said i'm an alien and i jokingly told him yeah of course i am i have papers to prove it i'm born in norway but no that didn't go you know he's just oh really he thought you were an alien huh (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh how funny oh well oh well 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 you know extreme scientists they're often looked at as being half crazy right Right. Stephen was half crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Didn't he say that um, extraterrestrials showed him how to make this thing? They showed up at his door and they taught him the technology on how yeah. to do it. Something like that. Yeah, he said something about that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Interesting. I think he said that they had to come back several times because they gave him instructions and he couldn't figure it out. <clears throat> They had a purpose with that technology of giving it to him. And I don't know what that purpose was or if it ever was accomplished, but it did open the doors to people's open mindedness about time travel because he was on the Art Bell show. And that's when Art Bell had 30 million listeners, you know. So, so. They opened up people's mind to the fact that maybe there is something here. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, that's uh, that's fascinating. Maybe the purpose was to open people's minds up 
the possibility of time travel. Maybe yeah. that was part of it. I mean, it could, it could be, be certainly, you know, could very well be. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get that. Um, I got that these, these uh, ETs that he dealt with, uh, Augie were benevolent. They, I don't get any negative. I don't get any negative energy from them myself. No, no. no. I, I don't they, either. Yeah. I think they were fine, but, um, um, yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. That's fascinating. Well, you yourself, uh, you've got the machine. Where did you travel when you did the meditation? Do you remember where you went or what time frame? You it went? was mostly, I kind of, well, I don't know how to say this without sounding derogatory, but I don't really care about the future because, I mean, the, the past, because I'm not going that way. I, I know what's in the past plus or minus the lies that we're told. You can look in the history books and then you find out some of the things that happened in the past. Mm -hmm. But I'm more interested in the future. About 15 years ago, let me let me just tell you a quick story, if I may. Yeah. Uh, about 15 years ago, um, there was a story where someone had used one of Mr. Gibbs's time travel machines. And he and his, the guy was in, in the, his garage with his wife. And they said, well, I'd like to go buy some coins today. The, the year was... Uh, like 1992 and he wanted to try it out tried out the machine and he says he meditated and put the coils on and everything augie and and he said oh this thing doesn't work and so we set the machine down let's go shopping so they get in their car this was in omaha nebraska they get in their car have you heard this story what happens to them um uh you you may know the story i don't know go on i lived in omaha for 18 years <laughs> okay okay so anyway they start driving down to this old coin shop they wanted to buy some coins and do some shopping and suddenly all the cars changed from the early 90s back about 20 or 30 years early and they thought where and where on earth are we um and there must be an antique car show in town because they saw all these cars, 20, 30 years old, that were in pristine condition. And this was in the 90s. So you're looking at 1950s cars, right? And they saw some Model Ts too, Model As running around the street. Some, a few. So they get to the coin shop. They bought some things. And then um, they couldn't believe how cheap the prices were. And then they used their dollars from 1992 and um they asked uh what date it was and they had gone back about i think about 25 years 20 25 years 25 years or so and they wrote a check for their purchase and i think they put the current date of 92 on it when the guy corrected him he says no it's you've got the wrong year where are you from and, and he said, then what year is it? And I think it was um, late 60s. It must have been 68, 69 in that, in that time. So anyway, they write the check. They get in their car. They start, start driving back home. They're still surrounded by all these old cars, funky old cars, about 25 years. And then suddenly it's like this, this light goes, comes over the entire car, and they go through like a time vortex, a light vortex. And suddenly they're back in 92. And um, then they, they get home. And one of the most interesting things they said, Augie, was that the check itself was cashed by the bank, <laughs> even though 
it, it was like 25 years previously. Right. But they were using one of Mr. Gibbs's um, yeah. time machines. Now, the, the other thing that I was warned about using his technology is that you could end up in a place like that young teenager did in a place you didn't intend to and you have no way to get back home. Yeah. That's that's the downfall, the pitfall, and that's why I don't recommend doing it for people unless you really know what you're doing, but you only know what you're doing if you try it out. And you could make a big mistake and end up in the middle of yeah, you know I mean? that's what I figured out too. And uh, I, yeah. I know I know this story, by the way. <laughs> it was mm-hmm. in certain circles in Omaha that we talked about it. Okay. And and uh, another one is uh, really very well documented. That was a guy named Andrew Carlsen. And for those of you out there sitting in front of the computer, go ahead and Google the name Andrew Carlsen. That's C-A-R-L-S-I-N. In 2003, he was arrested in New York for insider's trading because he started out with an investment of $800. In a matter of, I think it's about two or three weeks, he had multiplied $800 into a huge amount of about $350 million. $300? Amazing. Well, the thing is that, uh, you know, the Fed still started looking at it and said, that's impossible because he had done, I think, uh, I have the note here, I wrote this down because I wanted to tell, 126 high-risk trades never lost on one and that was uh, it was well documented it was in the new york times and in fact if you want to read the story you can go to god where is it it's um now see there were no records of this guy anywhere he had no fingerprints no name no social security number there were nothing that could identify him whatsoever because he told people in the, the jail that, yeah, I know, but I, I did this, but I came back. I'm a time traveler from the year 2256. I read history. I found out about these companies and I went back to play the game and I got caught up in it. So I ended up making a whole bunch more money that I really had planned. So go read about this at Weekly World News on March 19, 2003, and you can see the whole story. Uh, it's all on New York Times, and it was in the police report on it. They explained it. So this is something that it did happen. That's How nice. could somebody take $800 and make $350 million out of it in a matter of three weeks without oh, wow. losing one trade? That's amazing. Well, yeah. what happened to him? Is he still rotting in jail like the... No, like, no, no, like there's the more to that story. Defendants, fake, fake no, charges. They, they took him in front of the judge and he told the judge the whole story and the judge laughed at him and says, you're going back to jail. So there was a guy that came in. There was a bail set for $1 million. Someone came in and paid the bond. And, um, you know, Andrew, he promised, yeah, I'll come back on so-and-so date. They had set a court date and he came, supposed to come back and nobody ever saw him again. He, he went back. He probably went back to 2020, uh, 56. Yeah. yeah, he said, "I've had enough fun." Yeah, I'm done. <laughs>
that's hilarious oh my goodness wow yeah wow that's that's amazing that's amazing what what was his occupation from 2256 did he say what he did uh he didn't say uh, he may have but um he said he had there's a little more to this story and he said that uh, in his timeline he talked about timelines and his timeline he said there are some challenges huge challenges wars world war three he's talked about as a fact mm-hmm. so that's something that in was in his timeline and uh, then it all depends on what was his mind like to create that timeline because it isn't in mine oh yeah there's a world war three and we're going through it right now but it's not a shooting war right yeah there is a war going on but it's a war of the mind actually i'm yeah. sure you've heard of john teeter Oh yeah, who, uh, talking who was emailing Art Bell, fascinating, and he had come back to get a, a certain IBM fifty one hundred, um, and there was a technical glitch in his timeline for computers, and he was from the year what twenty thirty seven was that right or thirty eight? Can't remember. I forget. Uh, yeah, sounds right. Sounds right. Yeah, and he had tra- traveled back to the. Um, the year 2000 or 2001 or 1991 or 2001 2002 i think he was around till 2003 also right and he said he was a time traveler soldier sent back to get this ibm which he took with him to the future because they there was something wrong with their computers in that future timeline mm-hmm. so he had gone gone back to get it he also talked about a third world war that yeah. happened in his timeline but apparently it's not happening in ours, which is good. Now we are having a war on, you know, millions of people have died from the shot program. Our military is getting decimated by the fake president and the cabal policies, but there is a war going on, but it's not a World War II type war where a lot of explosions and everything. It's, yeah. it's a war of the mind, basically. That's why most people do not recognize it as a war. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 yeah. And he, he said too, that he traveled to Florida in 1998 or 99, uh, Augie, and he met himself as a small boy. He came to the door, met his parents. So you had two versions of him. One was a small boy about eight or nine, and one was uh, a young man, maybe 37, 38, who had come back to meet his family. And he spent time with them, actually. Yeah. Um, There have been Star Trek episodes where if I, I think this may be Hollywood hype, but where a person from the future meets his younger self, and if they if they meet each other, there's a terrific explosion. It's like matter and antimatter, but I don't think that's correct. Personally, I, I don't know, but that's what I've heard. Well, that that was the story. Line. Yeah, and I think there's maybe more of that than we think. Also, because I have an incident back in Norway when uh, somebody came and visited me and told me what I should do and for some reason I ended up doing it so it may happen ever so often interesting so you went back and visited your past self and uh, yeah I as of right now today I don't remember doing that and uh, of course I may (laughs) a year from now I don't know but I was back on the farm and there was somebody that came, there were two guys. I remember they have hats. 
you know, everybody back then, you know, in 19, uh, probably was about 10 years old, something like that. And, uh, and the everybody had hats. Yeah, they had hats. Were they uh, men in black hats? Or? You know, they're just regular folks, I guess. But they came and um, we were sitting on kind of like a little mound and not too far from the house where I was, you know, growing up in. And they sat there and talked to me and my mom came out and she came walking up and they told her, it, everything is okay. And then she turned around and walked back in. And I remember this incident because they told me you you re- you need to go to a foreign country. There's some things you need you really should do because you'll have fun doing it. I don't expect you know I don't remember the language of it, but it was me going to the foreign country, being a pilot, which I did, uh-huh. and there were other things. So why did that happen? And then I ended up doing it. That's just too much of a coincidence right 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 well they were benevolent let's see what they yeah. were angels yeah that, yeah that they could were, be true they were angels that's what it I could thought. not couldn't it don't have to be me it could be someone right. else that was right. involved in planning my life so to speak right that's fascinating that's fascinating Augie. um did you ever see them again no never Okay. Do you know what they look like? Did they wear like men in black suits with black hats? No, no, no. They were just, uh, there were no bright colors. There were no black colors. They kind of looked like gray, just average. Mm -hmm. But they had hats. I remember that. Interesting. Interesting. Were hats common occurrence in? Uh, Yeah, there there was a very, most people back in, uh, you know, 19. 51, 52, they, they wore hats. They wore hats, interesting. You know where hats came from for both men and women? I don't know, I guess keep keep the rain off the roof, I suppose. <laughs> well, it was, it was uh, that's one part, Augie, but it was, uh, yeah, that, that would be one way. But back then, and especially um, earlier times, people didn't have centralized heating. And so to keep the, the heat in, they would wear hats. And, you know, so they would wear hats. Even inside, they'd wear a hat. And you'd see that for both men and women. Mm-hmm. So, but, of course, as we got into the so-called modern age and centralized heating, people started to not to wear hats as much. You still see people wear hats today, but not very often. Not as much as there used to be. Um, yeah. but, um, wow, that's fascinating. That's fascinating. Yeah. They're here in Tucson. We don't worry about that. It rain twice a year. It's usually on a Tuesday. <laughs> well, what, do you get enough water for drinking water and everything? Nah. No. No. The groundwater is going down and down and down and down. And uh, it's going to eventually run out. Probably in the next few years, we're going to have water within a year. Southwest Arizona, we're going to have rationing of water. Well, okay. Well, well severe. It's a, you live in a beautiful area, you know. It is, yeah. It's beautiful. Lots of it is just cactus and rocks, and we got a lot of it. Maybe, maybe what you, sh- you should, what people should do there is uh, visit the beautiful Hopi Indians in uh, in Arizona, north of you, because they do rain dances. They 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 plant their crops 
by doing rain dances and then the rain actually does appear and I've seen them do it. Yes. So, and that's a mind thing too. So if you, excuse me, oh. my long, my long days are Saturdays, but um, not, never mind. Um, but anyway, if you use that, then you could, you could use that to, um, to produce rain. Of course, I don't, I doubt if the government leaders around where you, where you are would be open to that, but. Well, they're using the uh, weather modification equipment now to keep all the rain off the coast of California. They don't even let it come in. And, so. Well, so they you, don't want you can it. see the rage out there all the time. Yeah. Well, that's, 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 they're trying to ruin the crop because the crops, right? Because California produces one third of the fruits and vegetables for the, for the United States. So if they figure if you can get rid of California, you're going to starve the rest of the country out. Yeah. Yeah. Which brings me to my next point. This is exactly what Stalin did by collectivization of farms in the, in the thirties and forties by collectivizing for farms. He created an artificial famine, which forced people into communism. Mao Zedong did the same thing, and that's what they're doing. It's the same Marxist communist playbook the Democrats are using now. Um, and Biden himself paid farmers and threatened them with jail if they did not plant, if they, if they planted crops um, this year, he was threatening them with jail. So he told them not to plant. So it's artificial. Yeah. It's totally artificial. Yeah, what's, what's coming. Yeah, and then they're, they're paying the farmers, uh, the, several farmers out of Kansas. I know as I watched their video, they're coming out and say the government is paying us more not to grow. I know, yeah. Than what That's they would the make ball. on the crops. Yeah, because, well, Joe Biden actually died two years ago. His, his, the actor, one of the actors that, that um, parade around as Joe Biden is a guy named, uh, what's his name? Strohan uh, Rogers, he's from England. He looks just like Joe Biden. Jim Carrey does it too once in a while. Hmm. So um, we don't even have a legal president. Not only did he didn't win the election, but the guy who was running was dead anyway. So, I mean, talk about a joke, you know? I mean, yeah. <laughs> so. Man, oh man. What a. This is this folks. Is you got to sit back, put your feet on the table, grab a bottle of wine, and watch the movie because well, it's going to well, be a good ending. But we're not done with the movie yet. Yeah, right. Well, eat some popcorn and enjoy the show. Uh, it's better than a Shakespearean um, play. Have you time traveled into the future to see what kind of um, society we have? I have. I'd love to it's share. It's going to be nice. It's going to be. Uh, mm. Oh, it, uh, it looks like. Well, the only thing I could say that I'd be alarming is that I would not live on the coast. Okay. All right. Because there appears that there may be a couple of really big rocks coming out of the sky, and that can create some tsunamis that will wash the coast clean. I thought that that wasn't going to happen. Do you see that happening? I know. But that is one of the things I saw. I see. Okay. And uh, I, I've seen that. And, and I don't think it's there yet because the cars look different. They, uh, especially in Florida, uh, on the East Coast. But I don't even know why I said this because once you talk it, you speak it, you speak well, it. You don't, you don't have to talk about it, but you can. Yeah, just you give it energy to possibility. It. But the cars look different, so I, I don't think it's going to be a few years yet because the, the cars wouldn't look that it's way now, common. but in a few years they might. 
Back in late 2016, John Hoke was on my show uh, in Seattle. I was based out of Bellevue at that point on KKNW at 1150 AM. And he made a prediction that he saw this terrific earthquake happening off coast and all these tsunamis coming in and wiping out much of the Washington coastline. And I argued with him and I said, well, let's not visualize that. Let's visualize nothing happening, everything working yeah. out fine with no tsunamis and no earthquakes. And um, the, the, the latter scenario carried the day because I, I asked people to pray and look for a brighter future rather than one that was full of tsunamis. And he, I proved him wrong. Nothing happened. And now it's been, what, five years ago? He, he forecast or six years ago. Uh, he forecast that during this, I think it was May of 2017. Nothing happened. Yeah. Yeah. So you can, you can change reality in a good way. And I always yes. ask for people to pray for world peace and meditate for world peace because it does make an effect. Mm -hmm. And we can create a much better and happier world. That's been the yeah. whole point of my program all these years that I've been doing now since, uh, um, what, wow, since 2013 is to, is to visualize a beautiful, bright, and happy world, and we're creating it in spite of all the challenges. You know, um, you know. I mean, the cabal uh, can, and the reptilians and the Illuminati—they can do what they want to let them do, make their best shot, but they're, none of it's working out. They wanted to kill off ninety-five percent of the population on this planet through the shot program, and a lot of people have died and are dying from it, but uh, not quite as much as they wanted to. So no, they're going to fail again, right? They tried with the AIDS and they tried with SARS and they tried with a lot of things and they failed on all of them. And they're going to fail on this one, too. Right. Because what I saw in the future is that there's people everywhere. So they're 90 percent. They're not going to succeed at it. Yeah, I, I agree with you, my friend. Yeah. 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 And in a few years and uh, what I see, there's no time stamp on that one. So I kind of look at people's clothing and what they are driving and things like that, how they live. And there were some really futuristic houses that looked like domes, a whole bunch of those all over the place. I've seen that too. I've yeah. seen the domes too. Yeah. That that does seem like that seems resonates that will happen. And that's yeah. a good thing. Because people will be they won't be concentrated in the cities like they are now. They'll be spread out in the countryside, but yep. they'll be living in domes in a futuristic harmony with the with the environment and mm -hmm. the planet and that's a good thing i think that's that's a good thing yeah what it appeared to me was that they were pretty all pretty much independent they had their own power facility they had their own machine to make water and things uh -huh. uh, sure. besides their extraterrestrials that i well i I believe they were extraterrestrials because they were seven, seven and a half foot tall and they were walking among other people, but their, their head was a little different. It was a little bit longer, not much, but a little bit longer. And also they were, they dressed a little different. They had more like the, um, the tight fitting clothing and so on. So I presumed that they were extraterrestrials. Mm -hmm. uh, they were a lot of different places you could see them. Mm. And that was fairly close into the future. Uh, the Pleiadians will be coming down to, to be among us, but it's going to yeah. be some time yet because, um, you know, the, the governments like this, our government's a fake government. 
and they would and uh, you know still under um, uh, negative uh, influences yeah. and they would they would if, if the Plidians did show up um, our government would probably try to destroy them and kill them so it's not quite yet um, they'll be here a couple of years but uh, we have yeah. to get rid of all the garbage in our own planet first before they'll come down so I have a friend here in Arizona that is a Pleiadian because oh, really? as a little baby he was born uh, somewhere else and dropped off here on earth and wow. found and found by a military family and raised by a military family and adopted and he is about i don't know seven and a half foot tall he's pretty very tall and mm -hmm. he's a phenomenal healer that jerry wills i know jerry yeah i personally know him yeah that's yeah. true. Yeah, he came from somewhere else. Yeah, yeah he came from somewhere else. And he he's got some phenomenal else. stories about they yeah. came actually uh, 11 years old. They came and visited him and they told him that it's pretty rough for you. You know, you're welcome to come back with home where you're from. But he selected to stay and he had that offer another time, too. Well, there's so, some other things I heard about Mr. Wills. We can discuss off air. I'd rather not disclose them. In yeah. This public forum. We can talk. There you afterwards. go. There you go. But I think it, you're right. I think he did come uh, from somewhere else. And I think there there's go. quite a few. Actually, you know, if you think about it, Augie, we are all from somewhere else. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, all the humans here were from somewhere else. According to my friends, um, the Atlantean and, and Lemurian civilizations were all seeded by the Plidians. Um, and they developed in different ways. The, the Atlanteans themselves reached a pinnacle about 200,000 years ago on a good side, creating like a really beautiful um, civilization. But then they went off on a dark path, finally ended up destroying themselves about 12,500 years ago. And, um, and then they escaped to different parts of the, of the planet. And we, but we, we look just like them. I've been up on the, on board the uh, Plutean mothership above Mount Shasta and many times. And they look just like us, maybe a little taller, a little stockier, but they look just like us. They're just in a higher dimension. That's all. Yeah. You know, you may meet somebody, for example, who's uh, 300 years old and they look like they're 30s. Because they age, they age differently. I mean, much slower than we do. You know, we're considered spiritual babies to them. Because mm -hmm. we'll live, if we're lucky, 80, 90, 100 years old, maybe a little more than 100. Um, but then we die, and then um, just to the point, Augie, where you're getting older and you're wondering, why did I just work, uh, you know, all these years doing this particular occupation? What was the meaning of all this? There must be more than just earning money. And then then they pass on and, and go to the other side. So, I mean, it's true. They We, we are spiritual babies in a way for, for many of us. Um, instead of um, starting out as babies and small children, asking the kinds of spiritual questions you need to ask. Many people don't ask until they're at the end of their lives. And the, but a lot of people yeah. now are waking up with the with the with the higher vibrations of the planet. And I think that's a that's a really good thing, personally. Yeah, that's the thing. And uh, you know, we come here and play for uh, you know eighty, ninety, hundred, hundred and ten years, and uh, then we go back home. But there is a few that don't make it. Guess who we guess what we call those people? We call them ghosts. Because I have them here in the house. I can see them at the periphery of my eye. 
And these ghosts, they don't know that they don't belong here anymore. They, some of them don't even know they're dead. Yeah, right. So right. if we have a little spiritual understanding, we're able to go home right away. But otherwise, we can get trapped here. That's not a good thing. Yeah, I know. Because I know. You're, you're not learning all that much just hanging around in 5D. That's where the ghosts are. Right, right. Right. What, what do you think, in theory, when we shift to 5D in a couple of years, by, by late 2024, early 2025, Augie, we should be able to physically, if we're in 5D, we should be able to physically see these ghosts or into discarnate entities and, yeah. and beings on the other side, don't you think? We should be able to. Yeah, but I think that what the ghost and the dark side of what is left behind here after they uh, die, so to speak, I don't think we're going to relate to that very well. We are going to go in a different arena, maybe a little higher vibration, so we avoid the lower part of the astral world. That's where they're trapped. Hmm. That's not a good place, but we should be able to get above that and where it is different. It is still green. The lower part of the astral world is kind of grayish. It's not, not that exciting. Have you seen the movie Astral City? Augie? Oh, yes. And that shows pictures of the lower part of the fourth dimension. People, yeah. a friend of mine was asking me about that the other day, where this relative had gone. And I said, well, I think he's in the lower part of the fourth dimension. Yeah. And they asked, well, what that, what's that like? And I said, it's not a place you really want to be at. <laughs> <laughs> that is an absolute C movie because they are so close. Yeah, right. They are Astral's Astral City. Go see it. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's only like you can get it. I think you can get it at Amazon for three dollars and ninety nine cents to okay. to rent it for the night, or you can buy it for five or ten bucks. It's well worth it. Yeah, it's well worth seeing. Yeah. 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 It's Pay, well worth it. I'll I'll tell people briefly what it was about. It's about this doctor in Portugal who thought he was God's gift to his family and he had such a high opinion of himself. Well, anyway, he really wasn't very nice to his family. So when he passed over in the late 20s, early 30s, he went right to the lower part of the fourth dimension um, where you had all, a lot of creepy negative individuals and he finally cried out for God's help and angels showed up and they took him to a spiritual hospital to get him rehabilitated. And the rest of the story is about his life in the astral city and how he eventually became um, a doctor, a spiritual doctor, on the other side, helping people heal their, their spiritually heal their, their hearts and minds, which I thought was just fascinating. It's a true story. And he has written 15 books with the help of another psychic, psychic in Portugal. Two, there's just two or three, three or four books which are in English, the rest are in Portuguese. So the good news is that if you live in Brazil or Portugal and you speak Portuguese, you can understand all, just about all of his books. But yeah. for, the, for the English speakers, there's, there's, a, there's a couple of good books. I've got them. Um, and they're great. They're a great read. But it's, it's very accurate, I think, about what's, what's going on up there. Yeah, that's good. There was a room that they had, the spirits had in Astral City, Augie, where like a computer, they were able to type messages to their loved ones on the earth. Mm -hmm. And they would receive that, and they'd also get messages back. I thought that was fascinating. So, yeah, yeah, 
that was uh, just fascinating. So, and, and like my dad said many years ago, he's on the other side. He says, uh, love is the currency of the other side. Yes. And if you do nothing else for us, send us lots of love because they, they like that. They feed off the love, the benevolent ones do. So put your hand on your heart if you've got any loved ones on the other side, including pets. Send That's them right. lots of love and light. President Kennedy loves love too. Has, and he's never stopped being our president, by the way. He's been working for peace ever since uh, Lyndon Baines Johnson and the FBI and the CIA murdered him back in 1963. And he is still our president and Jackie is still our first lady in the spiritual world. Isn't that nice to know? And I talk to him all the time and anybody can talk to him. He says, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> so, so I'm here. Well, it, yeah. have, you, have you tried to use the uh, time machine, for example, to go to a specific place? Like, like Andy, you, you know, Andy Passaggio, I think he, he went oh, yes. back to mm -hmm. the Civil War. Yep. And he said he went back to the Civil War and watched the Gettysburg Address given by, by Abraham Lincoln. But one of the problems he said later, I know Andy, he's a good guy, but one of the problems he's had, I guess he, he, said, he said that when you do time travel like that, it does have a toll on your body and your eyesight can start failing as a result. I don't know the specifics for it, why it happens, but uh, sometimes your eyesight can be affected negatively if, if you do go through one of those time travel things. Yeah, that could be. I know uh, Stephen Gibbs talked about that. He says when you do it an awful lot, it says then your DNA could end up with errors in it. Oh, really? Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Mm. So uh, there may be something to that. Uh, I'm not sure. Okay. All know. right. Have you know the other people that have used the machine? And what have they found? Yeah, there is uh, there is one story of a guy that uh, uh, this sounds ridiculous too. There's a lady in Omaha, Pat Patricia Ress. Nothing is nothing is ridiculous on my show. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, Pat Ress. She has written uh, several books on time travel. You can go and I think uh, if you Google her, I think patress.com or something that too, you can find it. Yeah, her, uh, her, her thing, time R -E -S -S? travel. Uh, R E S S. Yeah, okay. she is actually on the TV documentary with BBC also. Oh, okay. And uh, she wrote about a story of a guy that she met, and uh, he told her that story that his son bought one of uh, Stephen Gibbs' machines, and he experimented with it, and he disappeared. And then later on that evening, they got a phone call from him. And uh, he said something, uh, I'm paraphrasing here, but this is kind of what the conversation had gone. He said, you guys got to have to send me some money. He says, because I am in Australia. And he, he was from USA, but he ended up going to Australia. So they had to send him money. So... Actually, I don't think they sent money. They sent, they bought a ticket for him so he could come back home. And oh, she wrote about that in the book after she had talked to uh, his parents. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Why couldn't, could he have used, theoretically used the time machine to come back to see his parents in the States instead of save the blank ticket? Well, I, I it seems like they leave the machine behind when they go somewhere. So I see. 
So uh, that's why probably some people are missing. You know, if, if you went back so far, you don't have electricity, you're kind of screwed. Well, that's what happened to the guy going back to 1740 or 42 yeah. in France, outside Lyon on a farm. That's where he ended up. Yeah. So, um, wow, poor kid. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, the Pat Patricia Rest have some interesting books about people she interviewed that have had time travel incidents. Interesting. Is she yeah. still alive? Do you know? Oh, yeah. she's. I talk to her ever so often. Oh, how fun. How fun. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, she would be an excellent guest for you. She can talk 90 miles an hour and tell you stories until the cows come home. <laughs> <laughs> well, Augie, if you if you got her contact, just email it to me. I'd love I'll, to I'll do that. I I'll do that. That'd be fun. Maybe we could have a, a, th- a three-way um, conversation. That would be fun to yeah to go over over that that would be very interesting um does she own she, one of mr Gibbs time, time machines herself or does she use them i don't know if she's actually ever tried no she i don't think she has. she says she didn't trust it yeah right yeah. right i remember she said that once when we spoke about this last year i considered buying one but then i got the message that the technology was um it's it's a little bit unreliable so when you use it it does work but it's a bit of a crapshoot where you end up yeah. that's what i i got and then the second message i got was to wait a couple of years because they'll perfect it better than they have mm-hmm. already. <clears throat> what i show people how to do in the back of this book right. spiritual spiritual science higher conscious thinking right Spiritual science, higher conscious thinking, and how to access the universal consciousness. You can find it on Amazon. What I do, and it's one of the last chapters in there, I talk about what I do. There is a visualization and mind control exercise that I go through. And you could technically end up creating a new timeline. So you have to design what you want. Okay. You can design the future that you want to have in it. Go forward in time and meet yourself. Have a meeting with yourself. Really? Or you can also go back and let's say two years ago, you you did something really stupid. Mm -hmm. Oh boy, was that bad. Go back two hours and I mean, two years and one month and know that you are there and then know the stupid thing that you did in this timeline and decide when I get to that point, I will make a different decision. And then in your mind, make that different decision and start creating a new timeline. And this is one thing, there's some technicalities in the mind on how to do this. But if you do that, you can avoid some of the stupid things that you otherwise might do. Mm-hmm. The only trick about it is that when you get back there, you can create the new timeline because you know, but if you switch into the new timeline, you may not know. Now, you're on the new timeline, you may not know what that stupid thing was. So when it comes up, you may do the same mistake. Oh, that's an idea. Right. Okay. Interesting. Because the... The future is not locked in stone. Mm-hmm. You right. may 
still make the same choices if they make sense to you. Right. Yeah. Right. But on on the there are two schools of thought on this. One of them says that when you're in a new timeline, the old timeline collapses. And I used to believe that up to about 15 years ago, 10, maybe 10. And now I see that I'm able to bring information from one timeline back to the other one. So evidently, they do not collapse. That's my opinion. Uh, It's uh, based on experience and science. So it doesn't collapse. So we are in both timelines. Interesting. 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 Well, and maybe now this this goes into a little different area. I know that people before they're born, they have a soul contract. They work out they work out with their angels and guides and the supreme being the creator of all that is. And maybe just maybe you had contracted a person had contracted for that experience to live through it, to, to learn a lesson of some kind. And if you don't do it, then you'll you'll maybe do it in another lifetime on another timeline. So, I mean, those, those are all issues that who knows? I mean, yeah. what answers are, but they, they, mm-hmm. there are possibilities there. I, I know that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm uh let's look at, let's look at the United States and um, I don't see um, president Struhan Rogers, uh, AKA Biden, but Struhan Rogers, the English actor who's playing his part because Biden's dead, lasting more than about two months. And I think we're going to have some tremendous spiritual and energy changes coming in September, especially October. I also see medbeds coming out in October. Um, I think uh, a lot of what the cabal's doing now to destroy the United States and other countries is going to fail. And people are going to take back, um, take back their government. Um, I'm surprised there hasn't been more of it happening in the United States. Of course, we were told a year ago to, quote, trust the plan, wherever the hell the plan is. I don't know what that meant really now in retrospect. But um, and where is President Trump? I mean, I'm sure he's been helping us behind the scenes, but and it's nice. He comes out and makes some nice speeches, but we need more help than that. While the, the, while the cabal runs amok, destroying the country and the world. Um, is this a spiritual lesson for us to stand up on our own? What do you think is behind this, uh, Augie? Yeah, and uh, the thing is that they have admitted, the military have admitted that we are under military rule. Okay. They did admit to that. Okay. So then why are they letting the uh, forces at play right now going on? Why do they let it happen? Why did they let I the think, French? Ta- why did they? Pardon me, but why did they let let, let the French take over uh, the Norfolk naval base just about two weeks ago and install a French general, not only in, only in charge of the largest naval base in the United States, but also the country's largest aircraft carrier? Both of those now are under French control under NATO, not U.S. control. There's not one single U.S. flag I'm told at that base or on really? this carrier. What the? What 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 purpose does that serve except just to give away our sovereignty? Why doesn't people why don't people protest? You know, our media doesn't talk about truth about what's going on. But anyway, sorry, don't mean to interrupt. But I see stuff like that. You know, we're looking at a um, a possible twenty to thirty percent reduction in our in in the number of personnel in our armed forces because they've taken the jab and they're all dead or disabled. Um, you see. The post office is continually hiring now 
because so many uh, postal employees that they've either taken the jab and died or quit because they didn't want to take it. In um, Washington state, they have a deficit of hundreds of positions for state patrol for the state because they've refused to get the jab and the other ones who've taken the jab um, are dead, thanks to Governor Democratic Governor Inslee. So, I mean, how much longer will this, pardon my English, shit show go on before some, what, what do we have to do? Till we're all dead before something happens? I don't know. Yeah, yeah well, the people at the top of the food chain saw in the different branches, they took the money and they are ordering everybody else to comply. I see. Huh. So uh, <clears throat> it's all a big bribe job paid by the um, International Monetary Fund. I see. Which create money out of absolutely nothing, nothing feed more. it into the system. And if nobody's told about it, then there is no inflation. Well, we're they're, having they're quadrillion, about 20 quadrillion dollars that it costs to put this program through. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Well, it's um, it's an interesting time to be alive, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But we're going to see a lot of come into next year. You're going to see a lot of protests in the United States. Yeah, yeah. There will be major protests. What it'll be from rising food prices? What do you think? Yeah, that'll be from, <clears throat> because it'll be heads rolling. Yeah, well, it's about time. Have you received death threats because of your speaking out? Yeah. You have? Yeah, I've had over a dozen. I know where they come from. Yeah. 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 Mostly Simon Parks and his and his and his three letter agency friends comes from those guys. But uh, anyway, how do you keep safe? Do you keep a low profile? Don't tell people your movements. No. No. I think uh, my my philosophy on that is that. The higher my profile is, the more safety I have. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Because I'm telling people, uh, you know, a lot of these people, oh, they died from suicide. No, I've been saying probably about 50 times on the air that I, I don't do that stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't take the jab. I'm, a, I'm the healthiest person I know. I've never been sick in my life except some bad hangovers. But otherwise, no, I'm, I'm going to be around forever. Because I'm also using a process that reverses the aging process. Really? Wow. Because in 2009, three doctors was uh, given the Nobel Prize for discovering an enzyme that reverses the aging process. Hmm. And it is fairly simple. In this book, I explain what I do. I explain what people can do to reverse the aging process. I'm 76 years old, and I've been accused of being less. And uh, you don't see a lot of gray hair. Um, actually, I do have a little bit, but not much. And uh, mm -hmm. no, it's working for me. So yeah. everybody wow. could do this. Right. So well, I'm, I'm as healthy as they come, and I'm not worried about anything because my I'm safe where I am. I'm well protected. That's good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Well, I asked for and received. Galactic protection all the time, protection from the uh, Plutians, yeah. the Galactics, and my angels. Yes. So, and it's good. They're very powerful. They're more powerful than um, than than the dark forces. I I have a feeling this is their last gasp this year. Yeah. Well, I think it's the next year. They they got a big event coming, and I don't even want to give it in energy, but uh, it's going to fail. Yeah. Right. Right.
I heard in October that the med beds are supposed to come out. That's what I've seen. Um, um, I don't quite see it yet. Okay. But it, it might, they are coming. Yeah. Well, we because were... they, they've been making them. They've been stashing them, but not in the United States. They're making them in another country. I see. I've seen, um, you know, from what I've heard from uh, my sources, um, we were supposed to have the med beds uh, rolled out the end of January last year. But then Biden and the cabal, or actors Struhan Rogers from England, they wanted um, Rogers installed as the fake U.S. president, um, or else they were going to blow up. They had a temper tantrum, and they weren't going to blow up Washington, D.C. with a radioactive, uh, dirty nuclear bomb. So they had their little, little inauguration, but we've wasted time since that time for the past year and a half, because we could have had the med beds rolled out then, and everything yeah. was delayed. So that's what I've heard about. Mm-hmm. And, and yep. uh, that that also includes the RV too. Um, all that SR and SR, all that. But everything's been delayed once again because we had Gabal wanted to get their their guy in, and the guy's dead actually. So we've got yeah. actors replacing him. Whether it's legal, you know, the laws don't don't apply. They, they the the laws don't apply to the Cabal. They pretty much do whatever they want to do, and they cover it up to the media. Um, but I think even even that is going to be their downfall because the truth is coming out now. So. Well, the thing is that uh, there is no law in the United States. There are only statutes created and published through a publication called the United States Code, which was never passed into law by quorum in Congress. So really? everything is illegal. Really? So the only thing left is, is what, common law then? Is that what's, what's left? Uh, yeah, if you can make it work, uh, yeah. I've been able to make it, make it work a little bit, but uh, the judges, they say, ah, if you don't like my decision, just appeal it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because there is no law. The judge's opinion has become law. Interesting. Interesting. Well, maybe it's because the, the legislative branches of government in this country aren't stepping up to the plate and doing the work that they should do. To, to... Yeah, they haven't done that for over 50 years yeah. since mm-hmm. Kennedy. I know, I know. Well, I talked to President Kennedy quite a bit. He's on the other side, and he's never stopped being our president. Yeah. And Jackie, Jackie um, uh, has never, never stopped being our first lady on the other side too. So it's nice to see real um, have a real president on the other side, not this yeah. fake stuff um, that we've got right right now. It's held up by by the mass media and CNN. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, he was quite a guy. When do you think uh, that, that we'll stop using money as a medium of exchange, Augie? The new money? When do you think we will stop using money as a medium oh. of exchange? Well, there will be a form of exchange for this foreseeable future that I see. Uh, there will be, a, you don't necessarily need to use paper, or should I say uh, it's cotton right. in the United States dollar. So, right. um, I think that's going to take a while because people have, they must have a way to symbolically exchange value when they do something. Mm-hmm. Now, we're without the spiritual level of understanding, anything less than having something that represents an exchange of value will not work. Mm-hmm. Now, I 
I could live with that because I can do for other people without necessarily wanting anything in return. Mm -hmm. A lot of people cannot get themselves to do that. So there has to be some form of symbolic value of exchange. Right, right. I know on other planets, um, human planets, um, money is not used like it is. Yeah. It's more or less a barter system where people's needs are taken care of. Um, and the government's a lot, a lot smaller. Nostradamus told me that the government of the future, and I think he's right, will be like a council form where there will be a, um, a, a government will be a lot fewer in numbers because they, you won't, they won't, there won't be the need for a police force to um, force people to, uh, right. to rules because people will know how to act. Like if you look at a flock of geese, for example, Augie, they all, they know how to fly. There's no geese police there giving tickets to uh, an aberrant geese that's flying too fast or whatever. It takes a wrong left turn without signaling. Um, but they, the people, people will know how to act in the future. So government will exist, but it'll be as a buffer between humanity and uh, extraterrestrial civilizations, which will be needed. Um, uh, but it will, there won't be, the government won't be there to regulate um, and enslave people like they do now. That's what he said will happen. Yeah, I think uh, what we call government now will go away and it will be a management of resources right. and which will be run the way I saw it in the download. There will be a council of 12 that also have advisors and people they deal with in order to implement their decisions. But the decisions are made on voluntary compliance. Really? Kind of like the IRS. Technically, the IRS is voluntary compliance. It's right in the law, but nobody knows it. So it's that government that we have now will go away. And it's not going to be that far into the future. And they will be broken up. In fact, the United States will be broken up into regions that have a common defense, but somewhat like a state, but independently run. Totally without obligation to the what we now call federal. It's a little complicated within, but it's simple at the local level. We take care of ourselves. If somebody in another town or, or um, jurisdiction wants something from us, we can give it to them. I see. Mm-hmm. And or get something in return if we need it. Interesting. Are you familiar with the works of Lori Toy? She was writing back in the 90s about a new Earth, but her timeline was that the Earth's geography would be radically different with a lot of flooding on the coasts. Um, the U.S. would be broken up into different islands. Oh. Fortunately, that didn't happen. But she did say that there would be regional governance centers and what yeah. she called golden cities. Um, she may be right about the golden cities. What's your take on her um, perspective on the golden cities? I am not familiar with her. Yeah, she's interesting. Lori Toy, T-O-Y-E. I've got okay. a map of the New Earth that was published. Oh, that in. one. Yeah, okay. Where well, you see uh, the coastline going all the way into Denver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'll be able to take a boat up to Tucson. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tucson was on the edge. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Tucson. You'll become a port city. Um, yeah, maybe, I, maybe I can go fishing. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that'll happen. Let me check. No, but no, California California will have some tough times. It can be very wet for people out there. 
Really? Really? Wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. So, um, I wouldn't live there. Yeah. Well, it's a pretty place. A lot of good people yes, live in California, is. but yeah. a lot of people are trying to leave California now because of the overregulation. You've heard, of course, uh, I'm sure you did, that Newsom, Gavin Newsom took the third booster shot, the real one, got Guillain-Barre disease, then was taken to Gitmo, tried, and then executed on January 26th by hanging for crimes against humanity and pedophilia and adrenochrome. But you've got a you've got a prance around uh look-alike body double um i guess i guess his wife says he that that the double is a better lover than the old one so she hasn't complained but um <laughs> just kidding but it, it, <laughs> it's funny how they pull this off like with president um stuart um uh, rogers from england who's now play acting biden you know, we've got some guy in California now who's prancing around as governor of California. And if that's the case, and he's not Gavin Newsom, then none of the executive orders he signs, none of it, what he does is totally valid. Yeah. It's all illegal. So we are supposed to believe in, in MSNBC, CNN, ABC, CBS, PBS. I mean, this is it's, yeah. it's garbage. It's, it's government by illusion. It's like the Wizard of Oz at the end where the guy is, don't look behind the curtain, but that's the guy, you know, making, making the thing pretty, you know, making, making it look like something else is controlling us. So. Yeah. And uh, I also, I haven't looked lately, but I know about a year ago I looked, uh, it appeared as the executive orders that Biden had done is not published in the congressional record to give it's it the full force and effect of law. They're all invalid. All of them are fake. Yeah, so uh, it tells you something that it's just kind of pretend. Oh, all of because... all of um, all of President Struhan uh, Rogers' edicts that he signed are completely invalid, including the the vaccine mandates. There's no legal authority for it. You could yeah. successfully challenge that in federal court, and you would win too. Yeah. Don't approve it. It's like Missouri in their license plates. They say the show, the show me state. Show me the proof. Where's yeah. the beat? You know, there's there's no legal authority for you to act because you're not even Biden. Biden died two years ago. All you have to do is push it a little bit. They'll they'll fall yeah. like a house of cards, all down. And there there are people doing that now. Yeah, good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. that's um, that's good. That's good, Augie. What do you it's see happening? Time. What do you see happening the rest of the year to next year? You said there would be uh, uh, food shortages and and people rioting next year. Is that right or? Um, no, not before next year. The writing won't be this year, the, the, the way I see it. Okay. Uh, now, now, there will be a change in the elections. But, you know, a lot of the states are going to use the same machines. Uh-huh, I know. What do you expect? Well, they're you gonna, know what? They're going to cheat. My, the only friend, way they can win votes. My friend Albert Einstein said, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different yeah. result. So we're expecting these states um, like Arizona and Washington, where I live, California, Oregon, to use Dominion voting machines and expect a different result. I don't think so. They're going to be watched more carefully, but Dominion doesn't even tell. I mean, this supposedly this is a democracy. Sure, just in name, because they don't tell us what their real formulas are and nobody's been able to get into the key. So they, they control yeah. everything. Uh, even the name Dominion, the very name Dominion means that you're asserting control over somebody else. 
Yes. You know, symbolically, that's what that's what that, that name was no accident. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, um, we've covered a lot of topics. We've got about um, uh, t 10 minutes left now. Um, and I was going to ask, what kinds of projects are you working on? Well, um, I would say uh, on the uh, broadcast team Alpha YouTube and our website, uh, Nori, my partner there, she is putting together a class on Reiki healing, uh, Reiki 1 and 2. And it's going to be very interesting because there are people out there that like to help others, but they really don't know how to go about it. And I think that will be an interesting place to start looking at how can I help people? She is a Reiki master and a teacher. And that is one thing that uh, I've been involved discussing it a little bit with her, but, you know, it's basically her um, brainchild. So that's one of the things that we're doing that I think is going to be very valuable to people. So if, uh, if people want to have a look at what uh, can be done with Reiki healing, just go to our uh, uh, YouTube uh, broadcast team Alpha and have a look at there's a video there which can connect people to it. And uh, also we keep doing radio shows every week and... Uh, by the way, we're looking for new exciting guests. So if you're one out there that got a really good story to tell, give me a call. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's great, Augie. Yeah, no, I like your show. I've been on your show before. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And it's it's fun. You know, we're all making a difference, raising consciousness, um, and making uh, making the world a, a better place. But people yeah. should, I think people should also be aware that. Um, not everyone's um, appears as they seem, um, and I usually don't cover this subject much, but um, there is a gentleman named Q, his real name is Dean McDaniels, who used to be on my show until I got reports that he was sexually assaulting women um, and some men all over the world during his sessions, so I don't have him on anymore, and, and if you if you if you uh, there are people who arrange sessions with them, but just be very careful. It's it's your choice. Of course, you should be forewarned. Yeah. There's been quite a few reports of sexual assaults by him on people. And um, personally, I find that repugnant and not only against the law, but also it, it can cause psychological damage. If you're sexually assaulted yeah. by somebody like that, it can hang with you for for many, many years. It's just not worth it. But, Absolutely, uh, you know, but people should be warned. He used to be on my show quite a bit until I realized he was he was doing that. And I said, uh, you're never going <clears> on <throat> my show again after I found out what happened. Uh, I had all these different people approaching me from all over the world that, that they'd been sexually uh, Another thing that people do not probably, some at least, do not understand is that sexual abuse doesn't have to be in person. It can be over the telephone or yeah, By word and conversations right. only can right, give right. you scars. Right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's, um, they say that, what is it? One in three girls. It's horrible statistics. One in three girls and one in five boys are sexually assaulted when they're yeah. growing up in the United States. That's an old number. It probably even, even more than that. But there is also a lot of sex trafficking too. A lot of our politicians... Oh, in yeah. particular, 
have a have a taste for pedophilia and adrenochrome as well um you know but um i'm i'm happy i'm glad that president trump when he was president um he did a lot of good things um i know a lot of people miss him but he did stand take a firm stance against child child sex trafficking and i'm glad he did that's a horrible crime these poor kids a lot of them are killed and um you know children especially and and women exploited by these by these criminals um should be uh, prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law absolutely yeah, yeah. and uh, also uh, if you watch alternative news you see that there's a lot of pedophiles now that is being arrested right look yeah. at disney and other places and other sure. companies they are going in bringing 10 15 people out at one time when they leave right 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 so uh, yeah well, you, you probably don't realize this but the public school system here in washington state is full of pedophiles and they've legitimatized pornography for little kids they say that you can they can change their sex when they're in fourth grade if they want they regularly show pictures of, of pornographic pictures of uh, sex acts in school as a way of education please give me a break. There's no excuse for that. And a lot of people are pulling their kids out of public schools in Washington state. This is the, the, the uh, brainchild of the legislature. And of course our, our um, democratic governor, Jay Inslee, um, who, um, yeah, I don't, I don't have a high opinion of him, but uh, at any rate. Um, now, where, wherever you have a democratic government, we need to remember something and that is that the Communist Party of the United States, they wrote in the last newsletter they sent out, they wrote a statement. And this statement said, there is no reason for us to do business in the United States anymore because the Democratic Party will do all the work for us. Really? Yeah. Really? Two years before, Hillary Clinton was woman of the year. Interesting. So uh, remember that when yeah. you talk about talk to a Democrat. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, there's there's good Democrats out there, too. I don't look at party affiliations, um, oh. but um, the country has certainly been. Yeah, Democrats. it's perfect. It's perfectly legal to be dumb and be brainwashed into thinking that sharing the wealth is great. But you see, the thing is, they always lift hooks into it. I think it was the Iron Lady in England that said it best. She said, you know, socialism is great, she says, but sooner or later, you're going to run out of other people's money. <laughs> Margaret Thatcher, yeah. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Do you know what Antifa is doing this summer in Portland, Oregon, starting in about uh, a week, 10 days time? They're having a summer camp to train terrorists to um, on on all kinds of things um, in Portland. It's a summer camp for young young boys and girls, so they can become terror. They can become terrorists. Um, isn't that wonderful? Really? Uh, of by the C uh, Portland City Council and the mayor. Uh huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can go up and join them, Augie, if you want. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll fit right in, wouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you'd, you'd fit right in. Uh, I last for about five minutes and they throw me out. <laughs> <laughs> Augie, we've got about four minutes uh, left. 
Um, are there any particular topics, additional topics you'd like to cover quickly? And before we, um, uh, no, just go visit broadcastteamalpha.com to get a hold of us, Nori and myself. Okay. And also uh, visit Broadcast Team Alpha on YouTube. We got a lot of the shows there, as well as I've done a bunch of individual videos on, on a lot of things. There is one there also talks, uh, two actually talks about reversing the aging process, but it's better explained in the book. So you oh. probably. Can... Let me tell you real quick the Pleiadians have come in now, and they wanted me to give you a message and uh, my, all my listeners. As you become more spiritual and you shift into the higher dimensions, the aging part process slows down and actually stops and starts reversing. Yes. And this is why uh, a lot of Pleiadian people I've met aboard the ship, the mothership above Mount Shasta, they may be 300 years old or, or 500 years old, but in terms of physical age here in the third dimension, they look maybe look in their late 20s, even 30 or 50. So that as you spiritually progress, the aging clock starts to reverse. Yep. So, you know, for people out there interested, for women who are interested, you know, like in, in, in wrinkles and whatnot, forget, you can still use the, the anti-wrinkle cream, but just know that as you become more spiritual, your whole, um, your body stops aging and it starts to reverse in time. Yeah, it, so, it actually does work that way. And now there what you said spiritually growth i didn't say religious growth no 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 i know that i make a distinction between the two yeah yeah, yeah right right between spiritual spiritual growth um and whenever i mention the word spiritual on this program i always mean spiritual not so much not necessarily religion although um there's a there's there's a lot of there's good and bad with religion but at least teaches people about god and angels and that's a good thing you know it's yeah. not perfect um as with everything sometimes made by humanity it's not perfect um but um but um i know i was when it uh, comes to religion latch on to the love part of religion absolutely, absolutely. that's where it's at everything else you can park it somewhere well, I, I was raised Catholic, and I'm grateful for that in a way because um, they taught me about God and angels, and I wouldn't have that knowledge now and acceptance if I hadn't been raised uh, Catholic. Of course, I don't go to church now. I haven't gone in years, but I am grateful for that for that lesson. The Catholic Church, of course, has had many problems, um, but uh, I don't criticize them. Actually, I think religion can be a really good thing for people to help steer them on the, on the spiritual path, but as with everything else... Um, um, the Bible itself has been altered over the years. I believe it is, uh, it is it's God's word, but it's been greatly edited over the years. So you have to kind of remember that. Um, but um, just like yeah. the Beatles said, all you need is love, and love is the most powerful and important force in the universe, according to my good friend, Albert Einstein, who's here, we're here with us right, mm -hmm. right now. I want to thank everyone so much for listening. And Augie, thanks so much for coming on today. Um, I'll be having my um, show in English and in German uh, this Monday, starting at 12 noon here on BBS. Great book you got there. <laughs> or people can check it out. And um, I, I've been having long conversations recently with the mermaids and mermen um, here off the uh, Washington coast. And they, they say they've given me a lot of messages about their heritage as Atlanteans because they were created during the Atlantean times and they, got a lot to say about the parallels between their own civilization and its downfall and the kinds of 
issues that we're we're having today. So, and also too, I'm looking for a good translator to help me translate my shows from English into German. If you if you know of somebody who speaks uh, German, like to like to help me help us out, just send me an email to out of this world eleven fifty at gmail dot com or out of this world radio at uh, protonmail dot com. Augie, on behalf of all my listeners, thanks so much for for coming on the show today. It's been a lot of fun, and I especially want to thank Don and Doug for their fantastic help. I couldn't do this show without them, and they're really wonderful people, you know, and if we all work together, we can and will create a much better and happier planet. Yeah, and, this yeah. this was fun. Thank you for having me on, and live long and prosper. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, like Data said on Star Trek, resistance is futile. Good good times are coming for humanity, and all we have to do is just just prepare for it. So. Yep. Anyway, anyway, thanks so much, everyone, for listening today. Um, I hope you all have a beautiful and happy day, and I hope you can join us on Monday at 12 noon Pacific time or 9 p.m. Central European time uh, for my German and English show. And uh, thank you again, everyone, so much for listening. Much love to everyone. Bye-bye. <laughs>